0: Hello everyone. This is the Connected Family Podcast, episode number three. This podcast is produced by Connections Family Counseling, LLC, a group counseling practice located in Quincy, Illinois, that helps build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. My name is Mark Vanderley, and I'm your host. Today's episode is all about the demon dialogues of marriage. We're going to be talking about the emotionally focused couples therapy process developed by susan johnson what it means for your marriage and even how you can look out for these demon dialogues and begin to heal from them if it is something you have experienced in the relationship with your spouse so as we jump into that conversation i know some of you who have listened to the previous episodes of this podcast will know that connection is a really big theme word for what we're talking about on the Connected Family Podcast. And as we think about marriage and even move into that discussion, beginning to develop strong marriages, connection remains very, very relevant. And the reason for this is be, and comes really directly from attachment theory and from a lot of the work that Susan Johnson has done. She, as I said, developed emotion, emotion-focused couples therapy, which is rooted In attachment theory. And as I've spoken about before, the marriage relationship can be that safe haven that John Bowlby talks about or secure base that John Bowlby talks about when in his famous quote that says, from the cradle to the grave, everyone needs a secure base. Basically meaning that the marriage relationship can function as that place for us as adults that we go back to to feel safe, to feel emotionally connected, that one place in our life that whenever life gets rough, whenever life gets, um, it's most difficult, we can go back to that marriage relationship and our partner there knowing that we're secure, that we are loved and that, um, they will always be there for us. I have found, and Susan Johnson in developing her her approach to counseling has also found that Many times the problems that we encounter in marriage relationships boil down to and really at their core come down to a sense of disconnection in the marriage relationship. Now some of you might argue against that and say no ours was about communication or I hear people say you know that it's about incompatibility between um, the two partners or maybe there's been infidelity um, whether you know online emotional infidelity or actual Um, sexual infidelity, all of those things definitely are huge parts of why marriages break up. But I would argue that if you boiled even those symptoms of infidelity, emotional infidelity, sexual infidelity, down to their core, disconnection and lack of emotional safety may be at the root of those. Now, I do want to say that there's an exception Um, when it comes to physical abuse, and that um, although, you know, disconnection may be at the core, physical abuse is sort of a different animal, and um, most marriage therapists, when there's physical abuse involved in a marriage relationship, um, really highly recommend something more intense than outpatient therapy, and, and may even talk about separation, because safety is incredibly important. And if abuse is going on actively, then uh, there can be no safety in the couple's counseling experience. And so it's really contraindicated. But if we're, we're we're sort of excluding that from our discussion today, when we're talking about the sort of common ways in which marriages um, often have difficulties and um, disconnection being at the root of that. And so Susan Johnson calls these different forms of disconnection dances because she talks about how emotion is the driver of the dance between the couple and the interactions are the dance steps. And so there's this emotion that's happening inside each partner and those emotions drive the interactions between the couple because we oftentimes feel emotions and those emotions then lead towards behaviors and those behaviors um, impact the person who is in relationship with us, which may drive their, um, impact their emotions, their emotions, um, drive their behavior. And it's this cyclical process of emotions driving behavior, which become the dance of the couple. And what happens a lot of times in couple with couples is they get stuck in a negative dance. They find themselves uh, you know, going along all, you know, fine and dandy throughout the week, and then a stressor occurs. Maybe it's something with the kids or the child's school or financial stressors, and they start to have a conflict. And before they know it, they're in this negative interaction cycle, as it's called by Susan Johnson, where they're having the same fight that they had last week and the week before, and they're constantly fighting over the same thing. It can never seem to do it differently. And that's the negative dance. That's the dance steps that we get stuck in oftentimes as couples. And again, it's because the emotions begin to drive things. And when we are heightened in our emotional intensity, we tend to go back to the old patterns, the old behaviors that we're used to using um, because we have less flexibility and it's harder to make clear decisions when we're in that emotion mind, as you might say, um, because we're responding out of... um, reaction rather than thought and re- re- responses. And so those behaviors come out and be even before we have the opportunity to think about it and they impact our spouse in ways that are characteristic, of our relationship. And it becomes the negative dance. So she, Susan Johnson has identified three very of the most common ways or the most common dances that occur in um, challenging couples relationships. So we're going to run over those and some of the solution, um, the ways in which we can build connection and reconnect with our spouses so that there's more safety, more security. And those demon dialogues, as she calls them, do not rear their ugly heads In our marriage relationship anymore. So the first demon dialogue is she calls Find the Bad Guy. And she says, this dance occurs when both partners are stuck using attack as a way to protect oneself from feeling vulnerable, alone, or unsafe. As you remember, I used a quote from C.S. Lewis that says, To love at all is to be vulnerable. And this speaks exactly to that. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable to be vulnerable, particularly if our Relationship with our partner is does not feel all that emotionally safe. If this, if there's been some history of baggage, of difficulty, of challenge, of conflict, that relationship begins to feel unsafe emotionally, and so we don't want to be vulnerable in that anymore. It's also possible that our difficulty in being vulnerable comes from other um, experiences, past relationships that are not. Um, in the present context of our marriage relationship and we've learned to protect ourselves using attack and so sometimes that looks like you know conflict where both partners are trying to point out the shortcomings of the other in order to protect themselves from feeling vulnerable this might be an example of in in which john blames the family's financial issues on mary's irresponsible spending habits while Mary blames John for not working hard enough to provide the family. Uh, it's, this is a cyclical pattern. Um, one is blamed, and the more and more the partners blame each other, the more disconnection that happens, and the more they feel unsafe with one another, and so it just drives distance between each other. So rather than resolving itself, being able to figure out how we come to a conclusion of this, find the bad guy, which is designed, as I said, to protect oneself from vulnerability and lack of safety actually makes it worse and pushes the partner further and further away through each tempt attempt. The second demon dialogue described by Susan Johnson is the protest polka. And she says this is the most common pattern encountered in her marriage counseling and really is the idea of the pursuer distancer. You may have heard that time, that uh, concept before where there's one partner who is a pursuer and another partner who is a distancer and the pursuer desires connection with their partner. They desire to be close to, to feel safe with, to feel loved by their partner. And so they pursue. The problem is, is that many times that pursuit sounds like criticism or protest. And so as they pursue, they might be saying things like, we never connect anymore. You're not, you don't spend any time with me. You don't make me a priority or things like that, and so that pursuit sounds like criticism, and in response to that, the distancer feels, I'm not good enough, I never do it right, and so then they distance themselves, and that might look like shutting down, focusing more time on work, spending time away out of the home, in the garage, working on projects that don't involve the partner, and so this pursuer-distancer dynamic also perpetuates itself in a cyclical fashion, And the more the pursuer pursues, the further and further the distancer pulls away. The further the distancer pulls away, the more the pursuer feels compelled to pursue their partner because they're really working at finding reassurance for these really deep hearted questions of, do you care about me? Do I matter to you? Do you love me? And they're so powerful, those questions, am I loved by you, that and they're seeking reassurance that they are loved. The challenge is is that the distancer feels criticized, and again, um, because of the challenges in the relationship, has a hard time experiencing that um, as a desire to be loved and a desire to be connected. The third demon dialogue is called Freeze and Flee, and Susan Johnson says this is a dialogue of silence in which both partners hunker down they dig into their respective foxholes and they have very little hope left for reconnecting with their spouse the pursuer has pursued all that they can and have no energy left in order to continue to pursue and the distancer on the other hand is finally enjoying some peace but you know is also glad to remain disconnected because finally all the criticism has ended and it seems like we can just kind of uh, you know live separate from one another But at least I'm not being criticized all of the time. So those are the three demon dialogues. And in my experience as a counselor and working with couples, you know, a wide variety of couples, um, so challenging to look at these things in our marriage relationships. Sometimes it's actually, I think couples come to me and they're hoping that I give them a list of rules or I give them a list of sort of skills or techniques to work through and if you only if you do this or if you communicate in this way then everything's gonna be okay and I really believe that working on these demon dialogues goes a lot deeper and it's asking you to become aware of what's happening inside of you and how what's happening inside of you impacts the way that you behave the way that you interact with your spouse how the way that you interact with your spouse interacts that um, influences them, Really looking deeply at your own attachment wounds, your own fears, your own vulnerabilities, and getting to a place with your spouse where we've created an environment that's safe enough that you're willing to be vulnerable with one another. Man, that's scary stuff. So hard to be vulnerable and open our hearts up to that risk when they've been hurt in the past. But through that process, in my opinion, is how true connection and true restoration happens. And so as I would, so, you know, the, the way to restore that marriage relationship when those demon dialogues have been occurring is through connection. And so in the couple's relationship or in your work, um, as a couple creating safety so that you can be more flexible, vulnerable, and adaptive with one another in your dance. Now there's a way to do that. And so Susan Johnson suggests that uh, that connection is the way that we reconnect. And she has something that she calls R conversations or A-R-E conversations for couples relationships. And each word, A-R-E, stands for a different way of communicating. And so it's accessibility, responsiveness, and engagement. And so an accessible partner... And this is what you would focus on with your partner as you're communicating, as you're interacting, as you're going throughout your day. Um, You would focus on yourself being accessible, responsive, and engaged. So an accessible partner is one that is there when they are reached, when you are reached for. So when your spouse reaches out to you, and it might even feel a little bit like criticism or complaint, being able to see that criticism as oh they want connection with me so it's kind of seeing through that behavior managing your own fears of being not good enough and feeling criticized seeing it as a bid for connection and then being there when they reach for you it's I almost see it as like when our children are you know fall down on the playground what do they do they reach up and they say daddy pick me up and they want us to be there for them and reach out for them in those situations and that's how we need we can be for our spouse when they reach out for us when they're feeling alone scared and vul- vulnerable we reach back and we're accessible to provide empathy validation and compassion we want to be accessible for our partners next is responsiveness a responsive partner is moved by the reach of the others sometimes we're overwhelmed by our partner's emotions and that's a lot of times what happens in marriages Our partners emotions are overwhelming there's the anger the sadness the hurt the pain can overwhelm one partner and the way that that partner manages that overwhelm is by sometimes by disconnecting or getting angry themselves or um, shutting down and responsiveness is a way of being moved by the emotion of our partner so it means it impacts us and we might be overwhelmed by it but it's learning to be able to manage that overwhelm and then move towards our partner and stay in it as we might say we'll be able to feel the other with a deep understanding of the hurt loss and fear show empathy and stay in it rather than run away and 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 create distance in a way that we tend to, um, in other situations. So there's accessibility, responsiveness, and then engagement. Again, an engaged partner is moved by the emotion and pain of their partner and they stay in it. They're able to maintain the connection with their partner throughout the difficult time. You know, this is one of the huge things that I think about in marriage. And one of the most important things that I say often to the couples that I work with is ideally in a marriage relationship, The marriage is the place that we go back to when we encounter the most difficult times of life. And in the couples that I've worked with over the course of my career, oftentimes they actually, as they encounter difficulties, they actually try to work through those things alone rather than going to their partner because it doesn't feel safe to go to their partner. But how wonderful would it be if you encountered a difficult thing a stressor, something at work, something with your own family, financial difficulties, and you had a partner to go through it with. That's the idea of this engagement, is that when you as a couple encounter the difficult aspects of life, that you go back to one another, connect with one another, and rely on one another to get through those moments, as opposed to having to just do it on your own, And feel like you can't connect with your spouse because it's unsafe. So the antidote or the solution for the three demon dialogues are connected communication, connected relationships. And the way that we communicate in a connected way is through accessibility, responsiveness, and engagement. You know, this idea of the demon dialogues and the way to work against those demon dialogues and heal the relationship and build connection with our spouses fits so well with the idea we have at Connections Family Counseling and the Connected Family Podcast about building strong marriages. I'm really hopeful that this discussion is helpful for you. I'm sure we'll come back to each one of these things in the future as we continue to look at how to do this. I wanted to give you a few other resources that you can look out for. So if you go to our website, ConnectionsQuincy.com, there's a series of blog posts Written about the demon dialogues as well as the R relationships, A R E relationships. Please go check those out. Read through them, uh, print them off, write them down, hang them on your fridge as a way to remind yourself and be able to become more aware of the demon dialogues when they occur in your relationship with your spouse, as well as the way to s- the solutions to them. Also, uh, join our Facebook community. We're building a Facebook facebook community called the connected family podcast you can go find us on facebook at facebook backslash connected family pod the connected family podcast and there'll be continued discussion about these topics there'll be some additional resources i'll be interacting with you there'll be other moderators to interact with you as well but hopefully we can build that connected community support one another and continue this conversation and then also, I would, I'm would i going to be sharing a link to Created for Connection, which is a book written by um, Susan Johnson with uh, someone named Sandifer. I don't recall his first name. Kenny, Kenny Kenneth Sandifer, uh, who also wrote that book, Created for Connection. And so I'm going to be sharing a link to that. So if you'd be interested in purchasing that, you can go get that. No affiliation or anything with me. I don't get any kickbacks or anything. Uh, Just something that I think is really valuable and something that I often recommend to the people that I work with. There you go. That's today's podcast. Thanks for listening. Feel free to give us a review and share with your friends and family. We would love to continue to spread the word about building resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families.